Hey, this is Osiris Palma, and here's my story I'm sharing on the Trap Live podcast. We can stay connected on social media through either Instagram or Facebook. My Instagram is osiris.m.palma. Again, that is O-S-I-R-I-S dot M dot P-A-L-M-A. Or you can follow me on my Facebook, which is Osiris Palma. I hope my experiences inspire you. And remember, dreams over doubt. Stay updated by checking out the new episodes of the most eclectic podcast in the world on Wednesdays and Sundays. Stay tuned. Hello? Hey. 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 So, um, what's this I hear about you can't drive, you don't drive? <laughs> yeah, so, um, it's actually something that, uh, like I was telling you, you know, people are like, oh, what is, um, what is something you can definitely improve on? And that has to be one of the things that I definitely need to improve on. I don't drive and it all started out of fear. You know, everybody has, uh, certain fears and that's one thing like people look sometimes like they think of me as a fearless fearless person because that's how like I come off but uh, there's actually a lot of things that you know I do fear and one of them is the driving aspect of it I think it's a huge responsibility and I personally witnessed uh, two really bad accidents and I was involved in one so um, I guess that did enough for me to you know get a little nervous behind the wheel but where I was going with this and why I even brought up the conversation to you, it's because it shocks a lot of people that that has never stopped me from getting to places or meeting people, you know. Uh, it actually took uh, people, uh, my, you know, like current like leaders, uh, it took them a while to even figure out that I didn't have a car <laughs> uh, because they, I was I was there, you know, first thing in the morning. Sometimes I was one of the first people that got, you know, to the office. And uh, I, I figured I, I always kind of planned the night before, like how I would get to, you know, my job. Sometimes it took me walking, you know an hour, an hour and a half to make it to, you know, certain places or, you know, my office where I was working. Um, and I always tell people, you know, that are feel stuck. They, they feel stuck because they don't have a vehicle, uh, a reliable one, at least. Uh, they feel kind of stranded, like, you know, their, their hands are tied or something. And I always tell people, you know, um, it shouldn't it shouldn't be the reason why you know you don't show up like it shouldn't ever be a reason why you don't show up I think that speaks volumes of people that show up to places you know and they figure it out and I think that's a huge part of being an entrepreneur it's just like figuring out things as you go um not really you know it's it's great to have a plan but a lot of times things don't go as planned so you have to figure it out and you know, make certain adjustments to make it, you know, to your final destination or your goal, whatever, if it's short-term or long-term. I can kind of relate to your, um, like, fears of driving because I think I had, like, paralysis, 
like analysis uh paralysis paralysis analysis however you want to phrase yeah. it no no when, yeah as it relates to uh driving because i didn't get my license until i was like 19 really 19 i might have been I don't, I don't think i was 20 quite yet but i was wow 19 um had private driver's ed um failed the test repeatedly <laughs> you know so i just used to i always had money in high school from um you know various little entrepreneur ventures i was doing back in the day i didn't kind of i kind of thought of it like that but not really and um you know so i would just like pay my friends gas money yeah or you know just you know kind of like find my way so i totally can relate to just about finding yeah, your way and it's a struggle you know it's yeah. it, it can be and uh it's funny because i'm telling you some jobs had no idea uh i'm gonna share a story with you it's very quick but it's it's kind of funny because that's how like my my coach at the time figure i can drive we were in the middle of an appointment you know um sometimes like before especially with life insurance like I was involved in life insurance the way that works is they don't really let you go out unless you know your stuff you know so for the first few times you shadow you know your your leader or somebody of experience so I was at that stage you know at, at the job we're in an appointment and his laptop died which was a part of the presentation and it was like we looked at each other and it was just like how did this happen you know it's just it's just one of those things that I guess like slipped his mind to charge his laptop so you know he tosses the key the keys to me he's like okay so there's a there's a best buy around the corner would you mind getting uh you know the getting me a charger or buying it you know here's my card or here's cash and then I looked at him and he and he you know he's like what's 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 wrong you know it's like I just don't drive and then he he goes what and at the time like the clients like we we're at the kitchen table and the client was like in the kitchen making like uh, tea for us because you know every client like, like oh do you they offer you water tea or coffee we took tea uh but yeah that's how he found out and uh he was like okay well you stay here you know build a relationship with the client he was very nervous because mind you i was like new at the job um so he was nervous that i was gonna screw it up but i actually ended up like you know having a really good conversation with the with the with the potential client at the time while he went to get the the charger but that's how that happened and I was like a month in in the company and it just is one of those things that you know I I tell people like I said I used to do interviews too I used to interview people and I really do feel for people that don't have a vehicle like I really do like I get it like you know a lot of people are not where they want to be or you know there's people that go through a lot of car issues unfortunately for whatever reason, you know, um, and then, like I said, it's just a mental barrier that a lot of people put, and it's something that I definitely, I need to, it's definitely a goal of mine to drive, for sure, this year, like, I'm over it, okay, <laughs> I'm so, like, I need to do it, yes, 2019 is the year that you get behind wheels, is it, are you, like, interested just for, like, your own personal growth in life or is it because like you know you have your eye on a car or is it just like functionality or what's kind of like driving this decision to finally drive it's just mostly is to help 
you know, tell my partner. So Donnie, he does all the driving right now, as of right now. Uh, and I do feel uh, like it's my responsibility as a, you know, a significant other, as a partner too, you know, in case something happens, it's like he's not available, you know, I don't want him to worry that uh, I can't get to places, you know, if in case of an emergency. I know that goes through his mind. Uh, so that's that's one of the reasons, like, it, it's, a, it's more of a, you know, peace of mind for him and also a goal. You know, I, I like to challenge myself uh, constantly. And that's something that I definitely, you know, it's not that I can't pass the driver's says none of that, you know. I actually bought, like, two cars. <laughs> like, you know, I bought them multiple times because I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a car and then that's going to be my incentive. You know, yeah. I can buy a nice car and that's going to be my incentive. The first car that I got, it wasn't the nicest car, but, you know, I didn't care. It was drivable. I wanted, okay, that's an incentive, but it didn't end up happening. I ended up selling it to help out my mom in a situation um, where she needed money. So, uh, and then the second time around, uh, I got ripped off. It was really bad. Uh, it's funny how some people act when I, I hate to say this, but there's certain sales out there that people just, you know, they just try to screw you over. I hate it. I hate it. You know, it's just people that are just in it for the money and not for the people, I guess, which I stay away from at all costs. <laughs> Anything that I always do when it comes to sales or something that I'm involved in, I have to have like what's good for the customer. You know, how is this making somebody's life better? That's the way I look at things at least. So, like, you've been in sales and you've, you know, we're, all of us are consumers at some point in our lives for various commodities, right? Mm-hmm. So, as someone who can kind of see it from both perspectives, what are some misconceptions that you see about sales? sales oh, okay. People? Yeah, so... A huge misconception that I I think people have about sales is that just because they don't have a sales job, they get out of the whole sales quote unquote aspect of it. You know, like I, people, you know, one of the questions that I that I get from people is just like, oh, you know, I can never do sales. And I was I'm so curious to ask of like, why? Why do you think that? Uh, and then they go on and, you know, oh, well, I'm not good with people. You know, I, I get uh, anxiety talking to people or, you know, I, I can't lie to people. That's a big one, too. Like, I can't lie to people. Uh, a lot of people think, like, in sales, you have to lie to the customer to get your way. Uh, and it's just one of the things I'm like, yeah, well, no, not really. You know, maybe some people... Uh, screwed the customer at some point you know as consumers you get screwed over once and you just like hate salespeople forever right you shut down yeah you just have a very like negative like aspect on every salesperson like you get screwed over once like that's that's it like every salesperson is like coming after you for your money or it's a scam you know but where i was going with people that you know are anti-sales it's like they don't realize that as they're telling me these reasons, they're selling me on why they're not good at sales. Do you, do you see that? Right. 
And it's just like subconsciously, right? Yeah. So it's just like I try to explain that to people all the time, like sales, like it's you just have to find the right type of industry, uh, a sales that you know, sales that are gonna like that when you make a sale, you feel good about it. You know, you right. get that like good feeling. Like that's why I was very that's why I was very successful in the insurance business because to me that transaction of me protecting a family that didn't feel like a sale it just right. felt like you know more educational more like uh okay so this is what happens if you don't have life insurance and this is what could happen if you know you are properly protected you know it was more like an educating the customer and that's that's another like misconception that people have a lot of times it's just like you tend you you get good at sales by becoming a person people are not stupid you know there's there's like there's people that are very scripted you know because that's another thing about sales there's scripts uh and if you've never been in a, in a large organization or just in sales in general you're gonna think i'm talking crazy but like in the insurance business and this surprise you remember when i we had a conversation about this at the last insurance place that i that i was in that office i kid you not before you went out in the field you had to memorize it seemed like it was like a 50 page uh presentation word for word from the moment you're like greeting the customer to once you make that like that transaction of like you're going for the close and then they're going to rebuttal they're going to give you their objections and then you have to learn and memorize the different scenarios where you can answer in a in a way where again you go back to the close and to me sales i i got fascinated and i fell in love with sales like sales changed my life you know in the aspect that i got so good at you know selling that it's just like at this point like like to me the sky is the limit you know uh and it's something that i always like recommend to people like sales like that skill alone and which is which ties down to people skills it's huge and i think people completely overlook that too that's a huge misconception too like people overlook the fact that sales teaches you how to properly communicate with people how to read people to know if they're like into your conversation into your product and a lot of times too like you don't like when i was in sales i don't really think like to be honest with you like maybe 60 70% of the people really cared on what i was selling it's just that they trusted me right and that they like i could have i could have sold them you know pots and pans and you know lotions and potions and they would have bought because i I gained the trust during the process of me learning about their needs. You know, I found a gap in their, you know, in their life or where they needed the product and then then boom, you know, the like the personality aspect of it. I think that was a huge like that's a huge thing in sales and um it's also challenging when you get to a leadership like level because then you have to kind of like teach people your sales technique you know and it's a whole different level too <laughs> teaching people how to sell and how to have people skills 
you know, it's 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 different because everybody's uh, thought process is very different. And like I said, some people take the sales job for the money aspect uh, and nothing wrong with chasing the money, uh, but also, you know, make sure that you're involved in something that you care about because that alone, like it becomes so much powerful, you know, when you go through your bad days too. Because in sales, like anybody that is in sales will tell you, you know, there's like, you have like the best week of your life <laughs> sales wise, you know, you have, you were just momentum wise, you were up there. And then next week, you know, something happened and everything went wrong and you didn't make a single sale. You know, if you're not passionate about what you're in, that's where most people like give up and just hate sales for the rest of their lives. You know, yeah, I tried that. It didn't work out for me. And, and that's it for that. And that's where they stop. And again, sales is involved in just about everything. And even with your significant other, when people are looking for, for you know, a significant other, they're single, they're, you have to sell yourself, you know, to this We're selling to ourselves person. all the time. Either yeah. consciously or subconsciously, so. Mm-hmm, it's constant. It's constant, so. And that's why they say ABC, always be closing. You know. Yes, that's right. That's right. You're either doing the selling or you're being sold on something, an idea, whatever it is. And so, like, as a transition to management or leadership, I've always considered, like, leadership, you're selling the vision. And management, you're selling the process, kind of, to people. Yes. So, yeah. but do you think it's hard to kind of, like, instead of selling to consumers you're selling um more buy-in from people you're not really selling a product or a service but you're selling um different levels of trust right yeah and i think what people when it comes to when you get to that level where now you're like you know have a team of people looking up to you um everybody is different like everybody you're going to work with is going to be different because that's just an individual uh so your level of coaching or speaking uh has to you have to have private conversations which each individual in a leadership level not only to you know let them see the bigger picture but also to figure out what is it that it's important to them right because as a leader there's there's times where your people are just not going to fully see the vision you know or your vision because your vision was given to you at the end of the day you know it wasn't given to them and it's not until that your vision matches theirs that really makes them or turns them into better students you know it, it they're they want to learn more on how is it that sales will get them to the next level in their in their life in general you know because i'm telling you like sales does does really change your life in the right industry with the right coaching uh and not only affects your you know workplace but it also affects your life uh you look at it like again where sales applies to to everything and uh when it comes to the leadership level too another thing um that I guess a lot of people struggle with is just building relationships with with your people. You know, uh, I heard a saying a long time ago where it's harder 
to quit on a friend than it is to quit on your boss. Right. So you have to have that friendship with your team. You know, at the end of the day, it's a team effort for to have a successful, you know, organization. And it's also the culture that you set. I've heard the quote that people don't quit their jobs, they quit their bosses. They do. They really, really, really do. I mean, there's there's amazing opportunities out there that people walk away from just for management alone. Uh, because, you know, uh, it's just something that ended up, you know, a lot of times, like the manager, they felt like, like they were, you know, kind of just felt like they were running the place you know they were being unfair I mean I've had to be completely honest with you there's I've had managers and I've had leaders and there's a huge difference a gaping significant worlds apart difference between those two yes it's just it's just so much different the way they speak to their employees you know I've had managers telling me you know, I, I think me and managers just didn't get along, period. Any manager that I've ever had, uh, you know, because a lot of people fail to realize, too, that, you know, I was I was building, uh, you know, my dream. But at the same time, I, I did have a regular nine to five at nine to five at some point. You know, I wasn't just doing insurance for for the longest time. I still got to the regular jobs. You know, I did waitressing for a little bit. I worked at T-Mobile for a little bit. And that's when I got a taste of a manager. <laughs> And I'm telling you, there was managers that would tell me things like, you're a bad employee, straight up. Like, I was the worst employee they've ever seen. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate with me on that level. And it's because I challenged them a lot. Right. I did. I did. Because I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know... I don't respect you just because of the position that you hold is really how you treat me and how I see you treating others that I get that you get that respect. Right. I don't care about your title, but I care about like what you're saying, what you're encouraging me to do and are your actions aligned with your message. Right. Right. And like walk, you know, like uh, walk the talk. Yeah. It's just like there was a lot of managers that I didn't see like leading by example and that like you know I was just like how how do you expect me or how do you expect anyone you know to to follow your lead if you're not doing it yourself you know if you expect people and it was just like when it was one of those things that was a complete turn off for me from like nine to fives like imagine at some point in my life it was like um I I actually did it to myself my coach at the time because I've been in two different insurance companies the first one uh, my, my my first coach he was younger he was a younger guy uh, he was in his 20s I want to say like 24 25 and I mean he was a very successful you know like insurance agent broker uh, and you know one of the things uh, that I I hit a time in my in my career with the life insurance where I just needed to get better, but I wasn't doing the things that, that you know, that got me to get better. I suppose I was just stubborn. I was in my stubborn stage of, I know it all now, 
you know, I can get by with just what I know, you know, and, and that's another thing that, you know, people fail to realize, like, in order to get to certain levels, like, you need to bring in a whole different version of you, you know, you have to, you know, change certain things, certain habits about yourself to get to that level, and I was stuck, you know, I felt stuck, and my coach literally told me, he, he said, go get a nine to five, he literally advised, he's like, I've never, but you know what, you need to go out there and see what it's like to have a nine to five, to see what it's like, you know, to not have somebody to, to coach you, you know, to have a, a boss. And I was like, I guess, you know, because when I, when I started the insurance business, honestly, before that, I'd really have a, a real nine to five. Like my real, my first nine to five, like encounter came way later in my, in my lifetime. Like, and I think it was, uh, or was it, it was, I mean, I don't really consider the restaurant a nine to five it was, uh, it was T-Mobile, you know, and the manager at the time that I had, I mean, imagine this, it was a weird, it was a weird, uh, time and phase in my life because I had the very motivational, uplifting meetings at the insurance place. And then 30 minutes later, I had to run and get to the other meetings of my other job, which consisted of the manager basically bitching everybody out because the sales were down. Not, you know, it was it was just like, wow, so this is what people are being fed, you know? And, and I actually ended up like the manager that I had. I mean, it got so bad because I was pregnant at the time too, which was another thing. Um, I was told by my manager that maybe maybe sales wasn't my thing. Uh, maybe selling cell phones wasn't my thing. Then maybe I should go and like collect checks from the government straight up. Like that's what I was told at that job. Him not knowing that, you know, I was building a team of people that I was doing something very completely different, you know, and and while I was trying to build you know like my business my vision trying to get better and I think that's something that like you know the negative stuff that constantly like they they always like bring up to you like that's another thing like you're always going to have people's opinions like on everything on your life on whatever it is that you're doing you know it's kind of like they couldn't accomplish certain things in their life so because they couldn't do it it's just it's nearly impossible for somebody like you you know they were looking at me like I was this younger unexperienced pregnant young Latina girl you know it's like that I get that all the time people just look at me and and they have a very different uh, uh, image or concept of who I am you know uh, there's a lot of preconceptions judgments yeah from- yeah, because, you know, I, I hate to I hate to say it, but there's a lot of girls that take take uh, a different route, uh, especially if you're an attractive, you know, some attractive girl. They they do bottle services, you know, they do they do modeling. They do, you know, they're part of the makeup industry. They're nurses, you know, they're uh, those are, you know, your typical girl. I guess jobs you know and it shocks people when they see you doing something completely different you know like sales like now I completely understand like if you think about it all the pe- all the women that are in sales 
like at least the the powerful influential ones they don't take shit from anybody <laughs> they're consider some people consider them and excuse my language like like bitches you know like tough like they're just like you know think of think of a lot of people uh, a lot of women in power like they just that's how that that's how they look at them you know they're heartless they're you know they don't care or you know something like that they don't really they don't really see like business women very po- on a positive thing on a positive note you know and i don't know it's just something that also has to be like highlighted like i think more more women should be given the spotlight uh you know nothing there's there's nothing wrong with like men you know and not being like a complete feminist on this side but i feel like you know a lot of entrepreneurs out there especially women and mothers especially mothers who are raising kids and raising businesses you know that's like i salute them because that's a whole different i mean now you have to play different roles in different aspects of your life and it's 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 tough sometimes welcome to the trap white podcast we will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship empowerment and empathy with an emphasis of hip hop culture All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just as a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trap Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. Writing reviews, blogging are also other ways you can show love to our Trap Life podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Here at Trap Life, We wish you peace and vision on your journey.